What is up? What is up? What is up? Happy game day. Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook and Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show. And always, always check out the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. It is Saturday, September 9th, game day. You know what that means. Rob Brown from Sidelines.Live will be joining me momentarily to talk Southeastern Conference football ahead of week two of the Southeastern Conference football season. A lot of excitement in the air and a lot of uh, just joyous and a lot of emotion uh, heading into this week two. Alabama, Texas. Ole Miss, Tulane, Mississippi State, Arizona, Auburn and Cal, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, and a lot of great matchups. Rob Brown will be joining me momentarily to break down all the Week 2 matchups across the Southeastern Conference. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of The Mitch Davis Show. Check out the website, TheMitchDavisShow.com, and also follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. Going to be down at Starkville Davis Wade Stadium tonight as the Mississippi State Bulldogs welcome the Arizona Wildcats out of the Pac-12. Um, really exciting matchup there in Starkville, so we'll have all, all the content and all the Coverage you can dream of there at the MitchDavisShow.com. Again, thank you for listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast, and thank you to my guest and good friend Rob Brown for joining me on the Mitch Davis Show podcast. What is up? Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Got to welcome on my good buddy, mentor, and friend Rob Brown of Sidelines.Live. Rob, welcome on the Mitch Davis Show. It's been a hot second, but uh, welcome on. Let's talk some college football. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, just glad that college football is here. Second weekend uh, already. And, and third weekend, if you go back to the 26th of August, believe it or not, when we started the games, Vandy and Hawaii. But, uh, you know, they're playing college football. It's great for the America. It's great for everybody. Rob, let's let's just talk about this. We've got a lot of big games this weekend. We've got Alabama, Texas, Mississippi State, Arizona, uh, Cal's go, or Cal and Auburn. Auburn's going all the way out to Berkeley. Let's talk about some of these matchups. Let's talk about Mississippi State, Arizona first. I'm going to be in Starkville. What do you expect to see out of the Bulldogs and Wildcats on Saturday night, Davis Wade? Well, you saw about 300 yards rushing out of Mississippi State the other day, and it's been probably four years since they've run for that many yards. But in game one, uh, it's obvious that Zach Arnett wanted to make a statement. You know, we're, gonna, we're Mississippi State football. We're going to have elements of the air raid offense in there. But we got a great quarterback in Will Rogers. But we know in this league, we got to be able to run the ball, stop the run. Uh, and they proved just that. And I think you'll see a different game plan against Arizona. They're not a great team, but they're from the Pac 12. So it's a national interest game that the Bulldogs need to win. Uh, because look, they're picked sixth, seventh in the West. No big deal. They're, they're picked that way all the time. I don't think they were picked high last year. They won nine games. I expect that team to carry the personality of their coach, Zach Arnett, get the win tomorrow, something like 34-28. Are you a fan of Zach Arnett on the outside looking in? I know a lot of people, you know, obviously picked Mississippi State to finish seventh. That's the elephant in the room. Are you a fan of what he's building in Starkville right now? I like him. Uh, any defensive coordinator, I say this all the time, that can help a team get to nine wins in the air raid offense is a really capable coach. 
because that offense puts so much stress on your defensive players, especially your front seven, the big guys. So, yeah, he his personality, he's very aggressive, very tough. I like that. And Mississippi State is not going to get uh, the benefit of the doubt from the national press, not even the local press. But they won nine games last year. Now this is Zach Arnett's team. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I like the way he coaches. He'd be a fun guy to play for. I tell you what, Rob, I, I love the guy. I've said this on your show. I've loved covering him so far in these last, you know, four to five months of really getting to know him and his system. He's a great coach, and I'm excited about continuing that coverage. And, and looking at across the SEC, obviously, didn't have the greatest of weekends last weekend. LSU yeah. disappointed. You know, we're not going to talk about all that. Everybody knows about what happened last weekend. But looking ahead, the SEC has big opportunities this week. We've got Texas A&M traveling to Miami uh, in a rematch of last season. Or what do you see out of the Aggies out of week one? Will they go down to Miami and get the win over the, the Hurricanes? A&M, I believe, will get the win. I think Bobby Petrino is going to be the reason why. Jimbo wants to keep his job. Jimbo was a hell of a coach. And now he's at a point in his career where he's the head coach at Texas A&M. He has every uh, financial resource available, recruiting in the state of Texas. Yeah, you got to compete against Texas for sure, but he's got everything he needs. Now he's got one of the greatest offensive minds in the modern era of college football, Bobby Petrino. I believe he's smart enough to get out of Bobby Petrino's way. I think the game last year, Miami won, what, 17-13? It was ugly. Uh, it was ugly um, in College Station. This one's in South Florida. Um, that's ironically with all the great tradition Miami has, that home field advantage, you know, there's certain games they show up for. I think this is going to be one of those games. But I think Texas A&M has so much talent. And, they, and defensively, Mike Elko helped recruit a lot of it. Now he's in his second year at Duke. They won nine games last year. But – I think the offense will be strong enough and the defense good enough for AM to get the win. Now, on the flip side, if AM doesn't get the win, it's going to start. Uh, you know, the, the people saying, hey, that's it. But I think they're, I like AM desperate. And Miami's problem is, I'm not sure how hungry they are compared to what AM is. I want to ask you about Ole Miss and Tulane. Uh, probably, Outside of Alabama, Texas, probably the game of the of the day outside of that yeah. game in Tuscaloosa. Tulane is coming off of this magical season. They won the Cotton Bowl. They won the American. Yeah. A hell of a program. They got everybody back. Of course, we saw what Lane Kiffin and his Rebels did last weekend against Mercer. Uh, 73 points. I mind you, it was Mercer. Yeah. What do you expect to see out of this game? What are the keys to this game and who wins this matchup? Well, Michael Pratt is a really good quarterback. And yet the question is, is he better than Jackson Dart and whatever Ole Miss is going to throw out there? But 73 points is still a lot of points to score. Trey Harris looked really good at receiver. You got Quinshawn Judkins at running back. It'll be a crowd of about 27,000 at Holman Stadium there in New Orleans, Tulane's home field. There'll be a lot of Ole Miss people there. They think New Orleans is theirs. That's the capital of South Mississippi south of Jackson and the coast and all. But Tulane, they, they won last weekend pretty convincingly, 37-24 uh, over South Alabama. That's a big Sun Belt matchup. But I will say 
Ole Miss goes down there and gets a hard-fought win. But if Ole Miss goes in there thinking we're SEC, they're just the Sun Belt, they don't know football, which means the coaches have told them they know a lot of these guys on that team probably at Tulane. Ole Miss gets the win, but it'll take a full 60. I want to ask you now, we jump over to, obviously, the game, like the it game of the day. You've got Alabama taking on Texas in Tuscaloosa. I mean, two of the most iconic brands in all of college football. What happens in this game, and what do you expect to see out of Alabama and Texas both likewise? Well, we talked about it on the show this morning with Ken Caps and Bo Carter, who are Texas writers, and Ken's with FWAA. He's in Tuscaloosa. Talking about the matchup, Sarkeesian, he and Saban have a great relationship. Sarkeesian was at Alabama when they recruited Jalen Milrow. He told a great story about Quinn Ewers and Jalen Milrow both being recruited to Texas. And then when they got rid of Tom Herman as the coach, which was a smart move, uh, Ewers goes to Ohio State, gets that big $1.4 million NIL deal, and Jalen Milrow goes to Alabama. Now these two guys are going to meet tomorrow night. But I think it breaks down Bo Davis, defensive line coach for Alabama. He and Rodney Garner, two of the best in America coaching the defensive line. I think Texas is going to come in and try to play SEC football with Alabama, but I'm not going to bet against Alabama at night. Bryant Denny, 102,000-plus, and Kevin Steele's defense. They're going to – and Alabama – Jaden Blue is a good running back for Texas. I like Alabama's offensive line, but I really like the way their defense is playing. And I think Alabama gets a win, something like 31-24. It'll, it'll take an effort, but I'm going to take Alabama. I meant to ask you about Auburn and California, and I, and I just failed to even realize that they – Remember, they play uh, out there on the West Coast, which is yeah. so cool for me. Uh, talk about that matchup. And, you know, Hugh Freeze showed something against UMass, and, and I know him personally as a good friend of mine. And uh, you've got a hell of a coach at Auburn as an Auburn man. First, let's talk about the matchup. But then I, I want to ask you kind of about uh, how excited are the Auburn people to have Hugh Freeze as their head coach? Yeah, the matchup with Cal is going to be tough. They had 669 yards last week against North Texas State, got a big win held them to like 42 yards rushing, different opponent this week. Um, but just taking a trip across the country, Auburn got in late last night, so they would be tired and the guys would go to bed, but they got to acclimate to changing all those time zones and playing out at Cal. Cal's no stranger to success. I mean, look at Jared Goff in the NFL. Look at Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch. They produced their share of great Hall of Fame players. But I think – Auburn didn't show too much last week against UMass. I was at the game, largest crowd in history. It was it was a great environment. People want to see the games played. I've, Doug Dean was on with us this morning, the AU Dose, talked about Rivaldo Fairweather, big tight end. Auburn got out of Florida International University. Look for Auburn to do a lot of things differently. Jarquez Hunter, running back out of Philadelphia, Mississippi, made the trip, but they also got Demari Austin. Jeremiah Cobb, the freshman out of Montgomery Catholic. Uh, Sean Jackson, who's now on scholarship out of Hewitt Trustful. Um, and Brian Bate, the guy that's about 5'7", 170 pounds from South Florida. Auburn's going to mix it up and try and, you know, talk about Red Zone Robbie, uh, Robbie Ashford. Peyton Thorne, I think, is going to be called upon 
to connect on the passes that he didn't connect last week, some over-the-shoulder, back-shoulder passes. I think you'll see a lot of Auburn trying to mix things up and confuse Cal. I think Auburn gets the win, but it won't be easy by any means. If they go out there again, they just keep the turnovers down, and then your defense – the question is for Auburn is can they stop the run? Their front seven last week against UMass, I don't care who you're playing, they showed some signs of there's some problems there. So defense, front seven for Auburn's got to slow down the run. You, you let – Cal's obviously playing a different opponent this week. But Auburn's got to slow down the run. And I think Auburn gets the win. Rob, I want to ask you, you know, enough, enough talking about the action this weekend, but I kind of want to – I've been wanting to ask you this on my podcast. We talk about it on your show a lot. I want to talk about the history of the SEC, and obviously you are a historian of the Southeastern Conference. I mean, you introduced me to a guy named Lauren Smith down at UGA who's covered so many masters in UGA football, and that kind of opened the door for me to interview Vince, head coach Vince Dooley. How important is it to hang on to these traditions in the Southeastern Conference? And how important is it, our history to the Southeastern Conference? Well, history, traditions, heroes, tradition never graduates. That's a great line by former Tennessee coach Doug Dickey. It's everything because I think it ought to be required watching for every freshman football player in America, Swanee 1899, the movie that Norman Jetmanson, the documentary, and David Cruz produced in late April of 2022, they released it in Birmingham. Uh, but it's a great story about a team, Sewanee, that took a road trip and played five games in six days. Texas, Texas A&M, Tulane, LSU, and Ole Miss in Memphis at Crump Stadium. What we see when we watch a college football game is the connection of everyone who came before you, those that are there now, and those that will come later. It's a connection. The smart coaches will say, this place was great long before we got here. Let's make it better when we leave. And I think tradition gets stronger every year. The difference in college and pro ball, not that people don't pass down their season tickets in the NFL from one generation to the next. The difference is that in college, you've got all these graduates that are spiritually attached to that university. Then they've got spouses, they've got children, grandchildren. They tailgate in these same spots. That's why, you know, whether it's Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Memphis, Auburn, Arkansas, it doesn't matter. People go back to connect to their past. It's why people visit graveyards. That's why people remember birthdays. People never forget when they're connected to the people that came before them. That's why history is so important. Rob, that kind of leads me into this next question. I've got two more questions I have for you, then we're going to wrap it up. But, Rob, I want to ask you about, you know, the traditions that we've seen go away. Obviously, Ole Miss with the Colonel Rev and Dixie and various other uh, traditions that Ole Miss used to have and LSU with the playing of neck and various other traditions. What is yeah. one of the traditions that you would like to see make a comeback maybe in the future of the Southeastern Conference? One thing for sure is I'd like to I, – I, my favorite thing about a college football game is at the end of the game when the players from both sides and the coaches kneel at midfield for the post-game prayer. And I'd also like to see the pre-game prayer come back. And we have moments of silence and we have things like that. 
we got to get back to what made this country what it is. And us and, and the colleges and people trying to, to play small or to play things down to be less offensive or less intimidating to other people is a disservice. You know, if you're great at something, don't back down. Uh, say what you want, man, about Deion Sanders. You know what? He's creating a lot of interest for college football. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's very smart. Dion addresses the people that ask him questions at press conferences. Hey, man, how you doing? He, he, like, he, he'll, he'll know something about you. Hey, man, how's your leg doing? I saw you on crutches at practice. He actually, that's refreshing. And I get mad at Dion sometimes. I don't know him. But I, I found out some stuff from some people that know a guy that has coached with him. He said, look, he's always been good to me. He's always been fair to me. And Again, there ain't been this much interest in Colorado football since they legalized weed in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, th this this is great for college football, uh, but but I'd like to see the pregame prayer come back, and always the the postgame handshakes. Sportsmanship is what connects us more than anything else. Rob, last question I have for you. And I've always wanted to ask you this question, and I hope this is a hope this is a good question here, Rob. But I want to ask you about what does Auburn personally mean to you? Obviously, your dad is a graduate of Auburn, and that legacy has been passed down to you. And you went to Auburn, graduated for Auburn. What does Auburn University personally mean to you, Rob Brown? Well, going back to in high school, when my high school guidance counselor uh, laughed at me when I said I was going to Auburn, he said. <laughs> How are you getting into Auburn? I said, I'm getting in. And I did. And they believed in me. Uh, they never gave up. They gave me an opportunity to get in there and, 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 and go to a school that I'd wanted to go to since I was born. And all along the way, so many people that I knew getting to work in the sports information office with people like David Housel and Reba Gulledge, who really ran it, and Buddy Davidson, Mel Pulliam and Dwight Johnson and Bill Cameron, and all these awesome people, my professors, teachers that I had down there. You know, I go back to the best advice my mother ever gave me. One time I was at Auburn, I wanted to go up to the top of Haley Center, the tallest building on campus, eight stories. I was going to take the elevator and she goes, don't take the elevator. I said, why not? She goes, because you can't punch a button and get to the top. Take the stairs and you'll remember what it took to get there. And that's what I remember about Auburn, being told and treating the word impossible as motivation and I got my degree from there and I told him, I said, I will never forget what you did to help me. And I think that's the message is that I tell people every day, don't ever forget the people that help you along the way and always remember to give back. And it's the people that I've met from there. We were all in the same struggle together, but it's like a girl I, I used to go out with one time told me about Christianity, whatever denomination you are. She said, it doesn't matter what we are. We're all trying to walk each other home. And that's what I learned in college was you do not ever quit. Because if you quit out here because it's too tough, you'll quit everything tough the rest of your life. That's what it means to me. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis Show podcast. It's always an honor. Tell uh, my audience where they can find all of your amazing work there at Sidebottoms. Hey, love being on here with you. Ditto as well. And we'll get you back on uh, this coming week. Uh, follow us. We're on Monday through Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central live. Uh, you can catch us live or at your leisure, as my Webster says, Nigel. Um, but it's www.sidelines.live. And we are six days a week, 25 shows a month, 300 shows a year. We work hard. Mitch works hard. We have the best guests and sponsors. 
And folks, we live in the greatest country in the history of the world because we got the freedom of speech. And Mitch, keep doing what you're doing because any mentor of mine, I will hook you up with to help you. But uh, love being on your show. Just keep putting out the hard work that you're doing. Over 400 games you've been to in the last four years. I mean, you can't make that stuff up, but thanks for having me on here. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. A very, very special thank you to my podcast guest, Rob Brown, for joining me on the podcast today to talk all things Southeastern Conference football. Make sure you follow Rob and all his amazing work at sidelines.live. Uh, great, great SEC football show. Uh, they're on live Monday through Saturday. Uh, possibly one of the greatest Southeastern Conference radio shows out there. So check out Rob and all his work there at Sidelines. And again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. Check out the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. We'll be back next week talking to Rob Brown and other guests about the Southeastern Conference football and breaking down all the action across the Southeastern Conference this weekend. Again, thank you for listening.